made the big decision to work from home. Now it's time to learn how to start working from home so you don't make the big mistakes. Watch closely, save yourself a ton of time. So a friend comes to me and he goes, Kirk, hey, hey, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I can work from home now. I said, really? Well, okay, why, why? What's so exciting about this? Oh, now that I can work from home, I can do whatever I want. And I just stopped my friend. Whoa, stop it. You're going to ruin your business right now. It's not a vacation. It is not a vacation. And I don't know where people got a hold of this whole idea that when you work at home, you now just get to do whatever you want at any time what you want. There's some truth to that, but you got to be good at what you're doing so you can have an income so that you can go do what you want. There's, there's some steps here. You know, it's like my dad said, you don't put the cart before the horse. You got to make sure you're doing things in order. But first off, let's talk about really how you're going to mess stuff up. Okay, it's, it is a great opportunity. Either you're an entrepreneur or you have an in-home business or maybe now, you know, where you worked, they're having you work at home, you know, because of family or kids or you got the option to work at home. Whatever the situation is, this is, I'm going to do some training with you so you don't mess this up because you can really cause a lot of stress at home if you do this backwards or do this in a weird way. Because I've mentored a lot of people who bring their businesses home and what happens is they go through this major stress factor and also their business takes over their whole entire life and starts to mess up their marriage and they lose relationships with their kids. It's a mess. It's a mess. So I, it's not for you to have a mess. Let's figure this out so you can be, do very well at having a business at home. So here's something that's really important on creating this to work for you is to have a designated place, which we call the space or the workspace. Now it works best if you can have a door that you can shut. If you can have a door you can shut to the room, that's gonna be the best. Now, I remember when I first started, my office or my wife's office was in the bedroom. Oh, that's tough. You know, cause you don't want it in the living room and you don't want it in the kitchen and cause everybody's gonna mess up your stuff. You don't have any privacy and sometimes you just don't have another room and you, and you got to put the business in the room. But if you really want to get it geared up, you want to separate your sleeping space from your workspace. Now notice I'm saying the space because that room gets filled up with all the conversations you have, all the struggles, all the figuring out, all the, all the things that go on with business conversations and things. So if you're and I remember this day when we had our, we had our office in our bedroom, we would, you know, think, oh, it's no big deal. We're not, this room is not being used all day long. We'll just use it as an office. But then what happened at night when we were trying to sleep, I had business thoughts all the time. Like I could not get away from my business. Couldn't get away from it because this was my working space and the space was filled with business energy. Now, if you're married, and you want your bedroom to be full of intimacy, well, if you have intimacy and business clashing in that room, it creates confusion. It will affect your marriage. Just so you know, I know this, and I've seen it happen to thousands of people where they, where they use the bedroom as the office. So, wow, what do you do? Well, what we did is we took, 
the office out and we had to stick it in the dining room. I know it seems like, oh, it doesn't look right. You know, people see an office and the kitchen table kind of at the dining room table. But when your marriage matters, you will sooner or later find out that it's going to get between you. It's just going to keep the vibration in that room, the space, not quite intimate. It's not going to be that nice close connection like you really could have because that space is there. And just so you're aware, women are more sensitive than men when it comes to a feeling in the room. And when business conversations happen in the bedroom because your office is in there, they don't just float out the window. They stay in that space. So get it in your head that you got to find a place to get that office out of your bedroom so that it's, it's just, it makes that space much more intentional because your marriage matters more than your business. I've seen too many failed marriages because business got between them and they didn't set it up right. Okay, next. So designate the space. But Kirk, what if my business is in my dining room now? It's going to get all messed up. It's like, well, now you get to create some space out there. But I will tell you, you will be a better thinker, a better planner, a better business person with the office out of the bedroom. Okay, next, what are the rules of the office? So who can touch the desk? Who can get in the drawers? Who can move your papers? And who cannot touch your papers and your desk? So if your desk needs to be clean, nobody else touches it. Like who's designated, who can even touch the computer, who can use the printer. Somebody can't just go in your desk and just take one of your pens or your rulers or your stapler. Like there's got to be rules for that workspace. Because if everybody else in the family thinks that they can just go and raid your office, you're going to be chasing your stuff around and feel like you can't be focused because your stuff's getting moved. Your stuff's being changed around. It's going to affect you. And even though you're being successful, it creates unnecessary stress. So there's got to be rules about the desk, rules about the place, the space, and the drawers, and what's in the drawers, and the filing cabinet, and all those kind of things you use. Your cell phone, your charger. Nobody steals your charger. It's labeled. It stays. Nobody messes with your computer, your computer stand. And the family knows the rules. Your spouse knows the rules. So for us, for Kim and I, when we moved our business out into the dining room, we had our kids taking stuff, the pencils, the markers, the stuff, and we had to buy separate items and put them in a different place because it was just unnecessary stress that you could not be efficient and highly functional in your desk because your stuff was being messed with. So rules. Part of having the rules of your office is also when are you open and when are you closed? Can you turn a close sign around? Can you say, that's it, I'm done, and walk away? A danger is when we bring the business into the home is now we're 24-7. You know, if right when we wake up, clear till we drool and pass out at the end of the day, and, and that starts to build resentment and regret. It'll really start to build, and you won't function as high as you could in the development of your business and, and the working at the home because you got this silent resentment and regret because it's consuming your life. Consuming your life. And here's a, here's a tidbit I'm not going to put on here, but I'm going to give it to you. You want to have a schedule that when you wake up in the morning that supports you to have education, study, motivation, exercise, eat breakfast, then go in the office. I watch people take food in their offices. They take breakfast in there. 
They wake up and they're in their office with a bed head. They're in there and, they, and I know when I do that, I think I'm being super efficient, but I'm not ready. I can tell how I do that. In fact, I just did this a couple days ago where I just stood on my bed head and I'm going to my office thinking, oh, I can get ahead. I couldn't think straight because I didn't do my prep of education, study, inspiration, my exercise, my eating my breakfast outside my office. If I can't separate work and my life and they start to mesh too much, I can create this silent regret and resentment, which will just cause me to drop down to 87% efficient instead of 100% efficient. And I know, I see it happen to me. And just keep an eye out for this. It sneaks up on you. You don't even know it. Don't even know it. But these, these right here, what I'm showing you, will make a big difference as you start working from home. And if you don't have an agreement with the family about how this works and you don't talk to them and review this, just because you told your family doesn't mean they remember. <laughs> our, our kids have been growing up, you know, all their life at home while I've had a business at home and, and my kids have grown up and it's been like almost a weekly review, 52 times a year. <laughs> Sunday afternoon, after we have our Sunday afternoon meal, there's discussion about how things are treated and taken care of at home. And then I got to honor my start and stop times. You know, when I say I'm going to stop, I stop. When I say I'm going to start, I start. And then, of course, the managing the distractions. The dog, the doorbell, the people who stop by and visit. They don't understand what it means to have work at home. And so that's why it's cool to have a door that you can close. And I will close my door. And if somebody come over, come over to see me, I'm sorry, they didn't have an appointment. <laughs> they just didn't. But if I don't manage the distractions, who is? I can't expect my family to manage it because they don't run the business at home. But if I can be aware of my personal rules about my space and follow some of these guidelines here, I can be successful at home, which I think is a fantastic opportunity. Really great opportunity to watch your kids watch you manage the space. And for them to watch you, how you can provide while you're working from home. I think it's a great opportunity, but it needs structure. It needs structure and it needs rules and guidelines. And then they get reviewed 52 times a year, once a week, Sunday afternoon. And if you got to post the rules and put them on the door or hand them out as a flyer or a handout every single week, then that's what you do. But you don't assume that this is just vacation and you get to do whatever you want because you will sabotage that opportunity and you will struggle and it won't do very well. And if you're sitting there with food and snacks all over your desk and everything, you're not working. You're not working, you're not focused. Make it work by creating structure and having some rules and guidelines and you honor them and your family honors them and watch how well you can do. You'll do awesome. The other part is to set a goal. The last one here is to set a goal. When you're at home, have a daily goal of production. Not a 30-day goal, not a seven-day goal, but daily goals of production. I have found as I mentor individuals who have businesses at home who have daily goals, they are much more aware, much more on top of their business, doing much better than a seven-day goal and a 30-day goal. 30-day goal means you can goof around for two weeks. 
A seven-day goal means you can goof around Monday to Tuesday and start working on Wednesday. And so there's too much slack. There's too much slack going on. But when you're working at home, a daily goal. By the end of today, this is my goal and I'm going to finish it. When it's a daily goal, you are on top of what you're doing that day while you're working from home. Because of all those distractions, you need a tighter goal per day so you can stay focused and be productive and not create resentment and regret towards your business or your family or your spouse. But if you'll pick a daily goal of production, you'll notice that you go to bed at night feeling really good. You don't go to bed at night going, oh my gosh, I got a goal I got to get done by Friday. You're not stressing about it all week long. You feel good when you go to bed at night because you got your daily goal finished. Big, it's huge. I've seen a lot of catastrophes follow these ideas because they work. The family agreement matters that you, they understand the purpose of working at home. That it's not to hurt the family, it's to benefit the family. But not having an agreement, and I mean not having structure, the family starts re to resent the in-home business. Because they don't get to ever see dad, they don't get to see mom, they don't get to, see, they don't get to do anything. Because they're always working. So remind the family, remind yourself, it's for the benefit of the family. And that there's structure and rules and guidelines and daily goals. And you'll notice it's a great benefit to you and your family. Hey, it's Kirk Duncan here. And thank you for tuning in, listening to this podcast. If you'd like to see the full video of this training, in the description below, you will see the link that will take you to the video to be able to see my slides, the pictures, the diagrams, everything that was going on during this training. So go check out that link, go watch it, and I'll catch you on the next podcast. Awesome.